thank you so much for I would like to thank Kathy uh, and Oxo and my good friend Tim Power for inviting me here. I would like to apologize for my, my PowerPoints. I don't work in a huge organization, so my PowerPoints are miserable because <laughs> I, I, I myself have, uh, have done them. And I would discuss, I will return to several points we have already discussed here, looking to, uh, to Brazil. Um, first of all, I think we should always remember, although it's obvious, uh, what, are, what are we talking about? And we are talking about uh, middle classes in intermediate, or at least poor or intermediate uh, countries, and you can see the difference between the uh, mean income per capita from between Brazil and several other countries, just to have keep this in mind that we are talking about a specific situation in, um, in an intermediate country. On the other hand, uh, as all my colleagues that uh, preceded me uh, have shown, this is not a domestic issue. This is not a domestic processes. This is a, a, a larger uh, phenomenon. And therefore, there should be some underlying causes that are not only domestic. I won't explore this, but I also want you to keep in mind that uh, there has been other processes uh, that allowed for the transformation we have uh, seen. I had prepared this, but I don't need to. Uh, also, no, no, sorry. Okay. Uh, what I'm going to do the, here is to present some data on expansion of the mid-income groups in, in Brazil, uh, the amount of growth, some feature of this mid-income groups, some explanations about ex expansion and some controversies about its meaning, uh, exploring the idea that maybe there are more than a way, more than a pathway to rise to, to, to the middle classes. And then I'll elaborate a little bit about the political importance of this, uh, of these processes in terms of associate voices, of electoral behavior, and thus uh, introducing some more elements to discuss the issue of sustainability. Uh, what I won't do uh, is to discuss the idea of middle class. I will skip the discussion about what does it mean to be middle class, although I'm aware of the fact that it's not only income, the data I have is about income, uh, and I know uh, that middle class has to do also with lifestyles, with perceptions, and all that. And uh, when I, uh, in other circumstances, I, and I tried not to use the term middle class, I, I use mid-income group, mid-income strata, and all that, and I think that this discussion has been very well done by the, my predecessors, uh, especially by the last one, by Calva. And I'm using uh, two sets of data, and I'm going to show you. 
One is the data of the, the, the secretary, secretary of Strategic uh, Affairs in, in Brazil, and the other one is the data from Datafolia uh, Paul Institute. And Datafolia has this data in, uh, as mean uh, family income, not uh, mean uh, daily per capita family income, but they look pretty much like the same. Uh, as you may see, there has been a huge transformation in Brazil. Uh, this is, I call, the third great transformation. The first one was the, the, the one that occurred in late 40s, early 50s, and was due basically to immigration from, uh, the, from rural areas to, uh, to cities. The second one was under the military in the 70s, which implies a uh, huge growth in high middle classes. And now we are living another huge, huge transformation in terms, not only in terms of economic issues, but in terms of social mobility, which I think is changing the face of, of Brazilian, uh, Brazilian society. Uh, the, the brown area is the the, the percentage of people who uh, arise to some to the middle middle income uh, strata in the last 10 uh, 12 uh, 12 years uh, this has implied around some 30 million people going out of poverty either going to vulnerable uh, positions or to middle classes in terms of your of World Bank de, uh, definition, and this means around 100 million people in the, in the, in the country. So I, I think it's, it's a, really a huge, important uh, transformation. Uh, the, the Secretary of uh, Strategic Studies uh, had tried to, uh, to discuss uh, explanations for, for, for this transformation. Of course, they work only with domestic factors, and I insist that we should remember that this is an international process, not only a domestic process. But what Sai says, and I'm sorry, that you can attribute uh, to grow, the growth of employment and the growth of the, uh, the mean salary uh, around 50% uh, of, of the, the process of uh, the emergence of, uh, of the middle classes, of the, the, the growth of income. Um, some other parts are due to public policies variable, uh, conditioned cash transfer programs uh, allowed for around 30% of, uh, of the transformation. There has been also um, some other, uh, other policies that were not included in the model, but I think that should be uh, taken in consideration. That is to say, the increasing low of the minimum wage 
uh, during the, the, the whole period, and also to some kind of sub, sub programs of subsidized credit. And also there has been an important demographic, demographic variable that sometimes we, we don't uh, take into, uh, into account. Uh, besides that, I think, I think there has been other important policies that probably don't explain uh, the, uh, the growth and uh, the rise, the emergence of middle classes, but can help to discuss sustainability. One was uh, uh, expanding access to higher education. Uh, Lula's government has expanded the public federal system of universities and also has created a important program called the ProUni, which, uh, which allows for a free education in the, uh, in the private, uh, private university system. And under Dilma, I think a program of affirmative actions for blacks and native Brazilian in federal universities also are, in, uh, uh, are, are important. Uh, that is to say, they are programs that uh, that kind of democratize the access to the university and who can who goes to to uh, the university, and so uh, helping to create a very different uh, middle class. Uh, I'll tell you a personal story. Some 2010, I, I was. I had to, to write an article for uh, a book organized by Paramil about uh, middle classes and elections. And I thought that I should have some qualitative observation also. I invited a young anthropologist that follows some families during the process of uh, electoral propaganda for a uh, president. And when he came back, he brought me photos of the middle class families which was very different from what one would expect in Brazil to be uh, middle class. And they were less white. They looked pretty much like poor, not like middle classes. Uh, and and the, the study of, of, of the Secretary of Strategic, Strategic Education uh, shows a little bit uh, what kind of, the, what is the face of these new middle classes. Uh, and they are more black and mulatto than white. Uh, they live in, uh, in cities in Southeast more than in Northeast. They work in formal labor market. And uh, they, uh, the head of the families have very low levels of education, very low. But the children have more education than uh, their, their, their fathers. So when we discuss about education and about middle class, we should take in consideration that there's a, uh, some improvement uh, along generations, and this, I think, has a positive uh, meaning. Uh, that is to say, the faces of Brazilian middle classes, the face I saw in the photos, is uh, th th those faces, which we in Brazil 
used not to, generally didn't, uh, didn't relate to, uh, to, to middle classes, but to the poor. And I think this is a very important process in the, in, in the country. Looking at the data, I thought, and I, this is a hypothesis I would like to explore in the future, that maybe there are at least two ways of rising to, to middle classes. One is more through the market, jobs, uh, increasing salaries, etc. And the other one is more also to the market, but more through uh, governmental programs and uh, state protection. And maybe this can be some, uh, can have some impact in how the, this, these groups will relate in the future to public policies and you know, how they will uh, advance their, uh, their agenda. That is to say, uh, the, the labor market has been very important, but probably for some families, uh, Bolsa Familia and other cash transfer programs, that also has been, uh, have been uh, crucial. But this is a hypothesis. We should explore it a little bit more. Uh, let's move to political impacts. I don't have the data here because I knew I have, my, I have a short time to, uh, to talk. But I have used data from Datafolia on, on uh, issues about uh, support for democracy and support for post-materialist agenda. And there's a strong support for democracy uh, all over the, 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 uh, the different income strata, but in the, in the middle, middle income strata, a uh, huge support for democracy, for democratic institutions as all, uh, for some of the, uh, the post-materialist agenda also, uh, people are for the, the environment protection, are pretty much open uh, to issues of gay marriage, same-sex marriage, not so regarding abortion, and not so regarding religion. Uh, the, the worst thing a person can be is an atheist, you see? The, the, <laughs> not believing, you can have any God you, <laughs> you want, but not believing in God is not, uh, is not good. So the, the, the post-materialistic agenda is uh, sometimes, uh, is, uh, sometimes have divisive uh, points, but in generally, I agreed with uh, with you that there's a support for the post-materialist uh, agenda. Anyway, there there's, there is some possible political impacts of these processes. Uh, it's clear that the middle classes have uh, an increasing political importance in two ways. I would say, uh, as the voice of the streets and the June-July uh, um, rallies uh, of last year uh, show a strong presence of middle-classes actors, and also uh, has the ballot voice. Yes, 
the middle classes had increased importance as voters. Um, the middle classes not only were important in organizing and participating of in the in the July June July rallies, but also has has played an important role in defining the agenda of those those rallies. Although the agenda was very open and everybody went to the streets to to ask for different things. Uh, here it says uh, the, the teacher, yeah, I wish you a wage of a representative and the prestige of a football player. Uh, <laughs> we, want to, uh, we want schools and hospitals with the quality, quality FIFA's quality. That was the, <laughs> the moment in the, that we have uh, uh, the word coup in Brazil, and uh, the one, uh, the upper there is, I think, is the teams uh, prefer. Uh, <laughs> there's so many wrong things that I can say in the, how do you say a cartaz? Uh, I can, uh, it doesn't fit in a, in a poster. And there's one also about corruption. So corruption and quality of public services uh, were a very important themes during the, the, the manifestations and brought these to the electoral agenda also. Uh, talking about the, their importance as voters. Here, Datafolia has segmented the middle classes in three strata. Uh, and shows how what is called uh, uh, they call the intermediate that is to say between uh, three and five uh, minimum wages as uh, monthly uh, income a monthly family income how the uh, the, the intermediate uh, groups ha have grown in importance as electors, as voters. And finally, I have two more tables. Uh, here are, we have uh, segmented only, yes, in, also in three, in, 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 three, in three groups, and we have the differences in the, uh, the political behavior and electoral behavior since 1989. Since 1994, we are calling center to the right the PSDB and its coalition, and center to the left the PT and its coalition, and we are calling center those candidates that were the third force. In 2000, oops, I'm sorry. Yeah. In 2010 and 2014, the center is Marina Silva. Okay. Uh, so uh, the uh, the middle classes are important uh, and important as voters, uh, but they are. Uh, they are, they are, their preferences are, are very uh, divided, with a, some some inclination for to the the center to the left. Uh, in this last election, when we group 
the uh, the middle class in when you cut the middle class in uh, center to in two in high middle classes and low middle classes, we have this. In the second, uh, in the second ballot, this is the last survey, uh, the last, uh, the last survey before the second ballot, and those were the last survey before the first ballot. Okay, so it's equally uh, divided in low middle classes and a little, a little bit. Uh, center to the right in the uh, in the high middle classes. Oh, I'm, my my time is is uh, has finished. Uh, what I uh, would uh, like to uh, argue is this: as the the those middle income groups become politically important in defining the agenda and also important as voters. Uh, the, they create an issue, um, more, uh, they create another important factor to their sustainability because they will, uh, will press uh, to maintain the, and to improve uh, uh, their conditions. They cannot be any more ignored. And for the first time in Brazil, the discussion was about middle class agenda and always about gaining the middle class support and et cetera and, uh, and et cetera. Of course, a huge economic crisis can, uh, can send back uh, millions of people to poverty, but I think there are, there are political conditions also for sustainability, not only uh, economic conditions. Thank you.